welcome to our podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Kenna. And this is Content Chaos. I'm actually here with someone new today. Her name is Ella. Hello. And she's here because Kenna refuses to listen to the Harry Styles album, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so I guess we'll get right into it. Yeah. Let's start off with kind of just going through the songs of the album, and then we'll get into a few interviews and videos later. So, music for Sushi Restaurant. I think it's just the perfect song to start with. I love this song. Literally, is the vibe is so... It's just on point. And literally, I turned it on because I started listening to the album while I was at work and I had to like get up because I couldn't be sitting while listening to this song like it literally just immediately makes you a thousand times happier yeah like I think when we saw like the album cover you got a definite vibe for what the album was going to be like but I had no idea how he was going to start it but music for a sushi restaurant it couldn't be more perfect i feel like it was very hairy like a very hairy way of starting off an album Mm -hmm. i just feel like this was a perfect way to start off the album because it's very it's a very opener kind of song you know like i can already feel the vibe at concerts it's gonna be oh yeah immaculate that's like i i'd be really curious to see like where in the set list he would put that song like would that be an opener or would it be more in the middle you know i guess it just depends on how popular it gets Mm -hmm. because usually openers and closers like obviously are going to be more mainstream songs yeah and like as much as it annoys me to say i saw this tiktok that was like music for a sushi restaurant is going to be one of those songs that's used in like Old Navy commercials and Gap commercials or like back to school commercials. I fucking hate that. that I hate it so much. Well, it's already been used for an Apple Music commercial. Really? Yeah, and it's it's like Harry's in the background. I did see that. Yeah, but it's just like the uh, red and blue, and like I love that song. I love that song so much, and it's gonna fucking ruin it. It like it's good. It's good promo for him. Right. But, like, is it, like, actually good promo? Like, I want I people know. that, like, aren't super fans of Harry to, like, hear his music, especially songs that aren't singles. But, like, yeah. for example, when, like, BTS songs are used for, like, Old Navy and Target commercials all the time, I automatically hate that song. Yeah. And I don't want to hate and, this song. And then it's going to get overplayed. And it's 100%. only it's only the beginning of the song. Right. So it's not even, like, getting into, the like, the part. actual, like, good part yeah. of the song like you know when I mean? when he first released fine line honestly watermelon sugar was one of my favorites just because i loved the vibe of it but then it got overplayed and i can't listen to that song anymore yeah i can't do it dude oh god i really i really do hope that it commercials don't take it to the extreme where it's always like i don't know and they just it plug just... it over and over again Alright, so let's get back into it and go to Late Night Talking. I love this song. I adore this song. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, I, like I said with music, 
for a sushi restaurant. Um, this song, his vibes are fucking crazy. It really I is. love it. Like, I can envision myself at a Harry concert dancing to this song. I feel like it's so weird that you say that. I can envision Harry at, mm-hmm. like, doing this song on stage. Like, I feel like this is just his song to just kind of, like, let loose and literally right. just do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just remember him performing it, like, at Coachella. And I just, like, loved the vibes already. And I couldn't even really tell what the words were just because it was the first time I ever heard him sing it. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, when it, like, got leaked, I think it was one of the ones that got leaked on TikTok. Yeah, and I, I did I did hear, like, ten seconds of it before I, it was released. Which... I purposely didn't listen to it because I didn't want to hear any of it until the whole album came out. But, yeah. like, I was so excited to listen to that song when it first came out. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> the fact that his freaking album got leaked and, like, a few other songs, too, mm-hmm. like... That made me so mad. And people kept reposting it on TikTok. And I'm like, okay, good for you. You wanted to listen to it, but you got to make that choice. But for it to pop up on my For You page just because I'm a Harry Styles fan is not fair. Because I, this is what I think about it. He put a date on it for a reason. Exactly. He put so much work into it literally like what two years worth of work even before that like he had written what um he wrote boyfriends boyfriends and i think he also wrote little freak Mm -hmm. like a while back too um he picked that date for a reason and he gave you a date it's not like it was just there wasn't any date and it just got leaked and you didn't know when it was going to be released like we had a date and you had to wait one month and you couldn't do that like Yeah, it just annoys me because obviously he puts so much hard work into his albums and wants to make sure everything is absolutely perfect. But, like, he had a plan and a reason why he was releasing it on May 20th. Mm -hmm. And then when people just kept reposting it, I almost thought it was kind of, like, disrespectful in a way. Especially to those of us who wanted to wait until it actually came out. And especially, like, with the way that Harry is, he loves, like, surprises. He really does. And he likes like secret things you know what I mean right. and he he absolutely loves this album to death like mm-hmm. and to do that to him just like really sucks yeah because he was so excited for it and for us to like all hear it at the same time and he even did like all these one night onlys you know mm-hmm. when yeah. he played the album that night like it could have been I just feel like it it was such a special thing and people just kind of took it for granted and were just like, nope, I'm gonna want, I'm gonna listen to it anyway, just because I can. Yeah, and it's just like, he has a reason for everything. Like, there's a reason why at Coachella he sang Boyfriends and Late Night Talking, because he wanted people to hear those mm-hmm. to get excited for the album. He didn't want the other songs being listened to until the whole album came out. Yeah, and he's... Harry is so meticulous with the things that he does. He yeah. does it in a very certain way. He's he's a perfectionist. He really you know? is. He actually mentions that on Zane Lowe's mm-hmm. interview, Especially which I with thought boyfriends. was interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we should get away from this before I get too upset. <laughs> um, so then we're on to grape juice. It's like he couldn't get away from the fruit for Dude. one album. <laughs> It cracks me up that he is such a fruit man. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what it is. Like, does he 
just love fruits more than vegetables? Like, I mean, what's the deal here? You don't hear a song about carrots or like <laughs> uh, broccoli. Oh my god. I mean, fruit's just better. I agree. Honestly, for grape juice, this was like my favorite intro to a song. Aside from maybe music for a sushi restaurant, I just love the darker sound of this song. And then it's it it kind of has a different vibe once you get to the chorus, but yeah. I feel like it's a very like chill kind of vibe, you know, like a good like long road trip kind of song. Right. Which I love, a good road trip song. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, like, you can't, you can't really be mad at it at all. Like, it's no. just, it's, it's such a good song. I, I, I think it's very different from the rest of the album. Yeah. I like, yeah, that's why I like it a lot. Oh, also, I want to go back to Music for a Sushi Restaurant here for a second. Another thing that I wanted to mention <laughs> Literally the first time I heard this song, and I know you've seen it, like, on TikTok and shit, but I swear to God that I thought of it, like, before I even saw it. Um, the Ant Farm theme song. No. It literally, it's literally a mix of the Ant Farm theme song and, (laughs) like, Queen. You know, like, given Bohemian Rhapsody kind of, like, mix. Oh my gosh. I am, like, a huge fan of Queen. Yes. And absolutely. But I never I didn't really watch Ant Farm a ton, but obviously I know the theme song and people kept saying that and I just had to keep scrolling because I couldn't figure out how I felt about it. Dude, it just it is. It's literally a mix of Ant Farm and Bohemian Rhapsody. Like that's the vibe it was giving off. Mm. And it honestly I'm not like super upset with it. I think probably because it is like kind of nostalgic for me because it kind of brought in like you know the show that I used to watch in my childhood and I'm like oh my god mix it with Harry and it's just (laughs) freaking perfect um but yeah I just wanted to mention that really quick I mean I know he mentioned in the interview that he was like the second album while he loved it more than his first album was a lot more than it was like included a lot of references and inspiration from other artists whereas for this third album was really a lot more his own sound and he wanted to really tap into that so then it was really interesting how people immediately started comparing it to Ant Farm and mm-hmm. another thing that I just saw I think yesterday um I forget which song it's for was it I don't remember but it was one of the like instrumental parts of one of his songs it sounds exactly like the the very last song that's playing during the very last episode of Friends. Okay. And we already know that Harry has a Friends obsession. Right. I can't... Okay, don't hate me. I don't watch... I never watched Friends. Not a fan. So I can't, I can't tap into that part of the conversation. Oh my gosh. You have never seen Friends? I've seen it, like, an episode or two. But I am just not... Bro, I gotta, make, I gotta make you watch it. It's so good. Yeah, at this point, your list of things I need to watch is, like, five miles long. It is. That's okay. That's a whole other we'll conversation. Get Back on track. Okay. <laughs> Back to Harry. Anyway, I just I just thought that was interesting, because I just saw that. Um, Are we moving on to As It Was? Sure. So, okay. As It Was. 
It's the only single of the album, which I thought was interesting. I usually, also think that's interesting. Usually he has at least, like, two or three singles, and he released as it was, and then he was like, okay, the album's coming out on May yeah. 20th, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, oh, didn't, shit. Didn't he announce the album, and then he announced as it was? Did he? I think he did, because we were wondering, because he announced the album on, like, a Wednesday, because I remember exactly You're where right. it was. And then we were like, oh my gosh, is he gonna drop a single this Friday? But he didn't. It was the next Friday. Oh my gosh, you're totally right. Yeah. And then he dropped the music video, and it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. I loved it. Yeah. And then he didn't release any other singles. Yeah, but he had made other music videos, which makes me wonder right. which ones he's making them for. Because that, obviously that one for being like in his bed or whatever which one do you think that is for do you think it's for like daydreaming i was leaning towards little freak little freak you think because everyone was like oh my god he's laying in bed outside it's gotta be medicine i I, was i was hopeful i mean i wanted it to be but i didn't actually think it was but i knew it wasn't going to be because i don't think i don't think he's ever gonna release medicine i don't think he ever i don't think he can because i think he sold the song away i think he can only play it live but you know what i think he should do is i think he should do one of those like live like live versions or whatever and release that like on streaming platforms because his i'm sorry his sorry for whoever sings it now but his version is top tier like you can't beat it so um so back to as it was (laughs) um so since it's the only single i feel like i'm especially lucky because i have bluetooth in my car so i don't have to listen to it on the radio yeah all the time because i know i know that it is on the radio all the time time. um which i don't even listen to the radio anymore really i should i should get to know more current music but like i just listen to spotify all the time and i i I listen to the artists that I'm already into, you know, like, you just follow them and just, you know, see whatever music they're coming out with, Mm -hmm. and then, honestly, like, you get introduced, at least for me, I get introduced a lot of times to other artists from the artists that I already listen to, because they're like, oh, like, I just wrote this song with this person, like, go check them out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, or, like, you'll find people on TikTok or whatever, so you don't necessarily even need to listen to the radio anymore. Yeah, or, like, I'll be searching up a song on Spotify, and it'll lead me to a playlist that just a random person put together full of tons of different songs of the same vibe, and then I'll discover a new artist that I really love. Yeah. Or at least multiple songs by them. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was I saying? Something about as it was. So... (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, since I don't, like, listen to the radio or whatever, yeah, I, I'm so happy, because this is, I can say this is the first single that has, ne- like, not been overplayed for me, so then True. I could actually listen to the album without being like, okay, can I freaking skip this song, please, so then I can get to the rest that of the good That was still songs. kind of me, though. Was it? Yeah. It's like, I don't, like, I don't dislike as it was in the way that I get annoyed with Watermelon Sugar, but there's just something about, like, I already knew this song and people were already formulating their own opinions about it that I almost didn't want to listen to it, but I still listened to it. Because I'm like, there's a reason why he put them in that order. So you I went all the way through. One of the reasons why I listened to it, what? it's literally like the, the rap-ish, like, fast-talking oh part. Oh my I god, I love that part. I freaking love that part. Best and part of the song. 
I feel like that's gonna be so fun live. Yeah. Because everyone's just gonna like know it and just like go full fledged on it. One hundred percent. Not everyone can sing, but everyone can yell words. Yes. That's definitely gonna happen. Um. Also, let's go back to like the as it was music video here for a second. I think it's really interesting. I didn't even notice it at first until it was pointed out, like, in another TikTok. But, um, the fact that he's going backwards. Yeah, like, I've been what, wondering about what that. What is it with this, like, upside-down, backwards kind of vibe that he's putting off, you know? I really... I didn't even think about that since, like, the house and the album cover is upside, upside down. down. And then he's walking backwards. And then he's backwards. going backwards. And, like, he talks backwards in the beginning of Boyfriends. Right. So, like... I've seen this thing where... I think is, I know what you're talking about. Like, should we be listening to yes. this album backwards? I saw a whole TikTok that was like, he flipped the house and he's walking backwards because he wants us to start from the back of the... Like, the end of the album and go yeah. to the front. Like, should we be listening... Like, does the story start from the bottom and right. go up? Like, I think it's kind of interesting because I feel like it'd be def- Like, it's definitely something that Harry would do. 100%. And just not tell anybody about it. Um, yeah. Or, like, what does it mean? Like, is he ever going to tell us? Because... No. He's not going to tell us. <laughs> He's not going to tell us. <laughs> as much as I love him, he annoys me sometimes. Because there's all those little Easter eggs. And... and and sometimes he says that some of the Easter eggs that we pick up on are just, like, coincidences. Which is ent- could be entirely true. Like, for pleasing, the one Easter egg that I I didn't myself find, but <laughs> I found out about was, you know, when he first released it, he posted that picture with his hands, like, with and, the and, nail polish on. And people thought... 5-2. Yeah, I People were trying to that. come up with the date or whatever that for, so dumb. for when his album was coming out, and it actually, like, came true. We just were overthinking it. Yeah, I didn't really buy into that one. What?! I feel, I feel like, as much as I love the community most of the time of Harry fans, I feel like we really obsess over certain things sometimes. Yeah. Just to give ourselves something to do. <laughs> something yeah. to make content about, but... But, I don't know. Do you think it was an Easter egg, or do you think it was just a coincidence that he did it like that? That's a really good question. With his fingers. That's what I want to know. When I first saw people saying that, I immediately thought they were completely just making it up. But then you kind of think about it, and it could be true, but I don't really know what I think about that. And then, um, speaking of (laughs) Harry's hands, um... Oh my god. At Coachella, he lost his lion lion ring. ring. He got it back. They talked about it when he performed on the Today Show. They did? Yeah, they asked him a question about it of, like, oh, we saw on the internet that people were trying to get your lion ring back, and then he said something about how just how thankful he was that people were genuinely trying really hard to get it to him. Yeah, I mean, because he's so, like, he's infamous for his rings. Like, and I bet that ring was more expensive than we know. Was that, like... Gucci or mm, I'm not sure but it I his rings definitely mean a lot to him so um if this random oh thing on the internet is God. correct it says it should be $350 for that ring Jesus that's crazy and honestly like I'm really glad that they did try to get it back to him cuz like I mean that's what I would have tried to do like yeah. I would have literally like 
taking a picture with it and then be like, okay, I gotta get this back to him. Yeah, for like, sure. ASAP because it's so he, special. He looked so sad when he lost it. He did. Because he was, what, just like throwing water. He like threw the water bottle and he yeah. lost it. And, I, and he just like looked down and he just, uh, Aww. He kept performing, but you could tell that he was kind of upset about it. I would be upset, but. Me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if I lost a $350 ring. I would uh, be upset. That I wore all the time. Yeah. Like, honestly, Harry's the reason my eyes started wearing rings. Like, even if I'm just, like, going to class on a regular day in a regular outfit, I just wear a lot of rings because I like the way they look, and I feel like they can, like, make an outfit to any vibe you want. Yeah. But honestly, I didn't really wear them before just because I had no drive to go out and find them and whatever, but I just love the way he looks in them, and I don't know. They're just yeah, very some, attractive And things. honestly, something about guys wearing rings is just like oh, so attractive love it yeah okay back back, back to harry <laughs> okay um so let's move on to daylight right so uh, this is also just kind of another like driving vibe mm-hmm. kind of song for me just kind of like chill and not too like crazy yeah but like not sad either like it's kind right. of just kind of like in the middle I have, like, mixed feelings about it, because parts of it, like, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a person that really goes off the vibe of a song, and it, at times it slightly annoyed me, but not anymore. Like, when I first heard it, I was not a fan in any way, shape, or form. I can't believe you're saying this. Yes, sorry about <laughs> that. But then I listened to it more and more, and I have to, like, I connected with the lyrics more and really understood what he was talking about, and then now I like the song. But at first, I did not. I don't know why, but for me and my sister, she's also, like, a Harry fan. Um, For whatever reason, lyrics from this song just, like, get stuck in our head. Like, the lyric about the bluebird just, like, I don't know, it just hits. The the honey part is my favorite. Some reason. I don't know what it is. Like, I remember I worked, like, two days after the album came out. I was working, like, a six-hour shift, and I had this that exact part stuck in my head the entire ship like the entire time i was walking around just being like dip dip you in honey so i could be sticking to you over and over and over again i don't know what it is it's just i don't it's that kind of song that just like gets stuck in your head and it has that like simple kind of melody yeah i guess just i don't know did you watch the thing that he did with james corden i haven't yet because basically they went around and they had they said they had like three hundred dollars to shoot a music video i don't know if that's true yeah and so they just went into this random apartment with the permission of course of these four girls and one one of them ended up being up being like a huge harry fan and they filmed a music video directed by james for daylight Oh, and my it's the God. funniest thing in the world just seeing Harry interact with those people. And she had a ton of like Harry themed decorations in her room. That's crazy. Like one of them was like Harry drawn as Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> so James walks into the room and he's like, "Harry, you gotta stay out of here. This is really creepy." Dude, I mean, just imagine, like. I would cry if he walked in. I think I would cry, too, if Harry walked in my room. Because we just, as fans, we just kind of accumulate a bunch of, you know, like, posters and magazines and whatever else, you know, that's, are, like, from 
to like concerts you know yeah you just have a bunch of stuff that's from them so it's kind of awkward if they actually come in because that's like a chance in a lifetime like, yeah when does that ever happen right i remember like when corn maybe when quarantine first started there was that one thing where harry was driving and his car broke down or he needed gas or something and he just happened to be in front of this family's house mm-hmm. but the daughter who was obsessed with him was gone and then she got back after he left and was like I would have been so angry I would have been so upset if he was at my house and I missed Ugh. anyways but it's like dude what are the chances but yeah the daylight thing with James Corden actually made me like the song a lot more so yeah there's that it's definitely a good chill vibe kind of song yeah and then we go into little freak and let me tell you. I'm still processing this. Ugh. It's such... This whole album is just such good songwriting that, like, it's... Ugh. It's such a good song. And I... I feel like it took me a few listens to, like, actually get in my feels because... Mm-hmm. During the time that I listened to it for the first time, I was kind of, like, in a good vibe. Like, you know, like, I wanted more, like, upbeat songs. So I think that's probably why, you know, late night talking and music for a sushi restaurant are more of, like, my favorites. Right. Just because they're more upbeat and, you know. Yeah. But, dude, when you're in your feels it's so and good. you want a sad song to listen to, Little Freak and Matilda are just yes incredible. And the fact that they're back-to-back is a whole thing but we'll get to that why did he do that why did he do that to us he's like yeah let's have a good time okay middle middle of the album it's time to cry it's time for depression (laughs) um the this chorus is the like okay the whole song by itself is obviously great but this chorus itself is arguably one of my favorite parts of the entire album so here's my question who who do we think it's about I was going to say the same thing because, I don't know, I feel like there's never, like, one, aside from a couple songs, there's never, like, one maybe specific person that the song is about, maybe, but more, like, is it directed towards himself or, like, the audience? Is it about a person or is it just, like, about, like, a feeling or, like, some kind of, like, object, I don't know, that, like, is very personal for him. I think that's always a question with Harry's music. You know, like, I also was thinking maybe, like, it's about, you know, his younger self. Like, talking about his younger self and being like, I was pushed into this so quickly at a young age, you know, and you just, like, he rose up to fame really, really fast, and he's like, you know, was that fair for me to go through that and then act like, you know... It's, I don't know, like, he's almost, like, complaining about it, but not, com- like, he doesn't want to complain about it because, you know, that those were, like, really good years of his life, like, being in the band, but right. I don't know. And, like, he talked about that in the interview with Zayn, too, that, like, he genuinely enjoyed his time in the band, and, of course, there mm-hmm. were struggles with it, and they, he didn't explicitly say it, but, like, he probably enjoys his time as a solo artist more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I think he will always appreciate and have fond memories of those times. Yeah. 
Um, something I kind of, like, wonder about is, like, I think he's very, very intentional with every single lyric he writes. Like, there's nothing that he just puts in the song for no reason. Absolutely. So, like, when there's, um, in, like, the second verse of the song, when he says, like, a golf swing and a trampoline, like, what does that mean? What is that really, like, what is, I don't know, is that, like, a symbol for something? Is it supposed to be taken literally? Like, with that kind of lyric, you know, it also ties into him, like, like, it being about, like, his younger self, you know, like, when you're young and you, I mean, trampoline, come on, like, that's kind of just a younger kid kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It could not be about it. He's, he's very, he's very good at songwriting, so it's, like, very hard to tell what it's about, and I feel like that's almost a good thing, too, because then you get to just make it about whatever you want to make it about and it doesn't have to be about him honestly i don't know if i want to fully know like exactly what his songs are about yeah like i like that we can have our own ideas and our fan theories about things but you can also connect to it in your own way and he does say that every song that he writes is about his personal experience and like is about him but like he doesn't ever explicitly say what it is about so then we love the songs more because then we are trying to figure it out, you know? And we're trying to take the time to, like, figure out what it means to us. Right. Like, he always says, open to interpretation. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the... One of my absolute favorite things about music. Yeah. Is it's... It's personal to everybody, like, including the artist that wrote the lyrics and the audience that listens to it. It, like, it's relatability. Yeah. Speaking about relatability, Matilda, oh my goodness. This song is such a tearjerker, like, it really for me. Is. It just, I don't know. I feel like it's crazy seeing the amount of people that relate to it. Yes. Like, the amount of people that it hits close to home for mm-hmm. is wild. Because he literally wrote this for a friend, he said, mm-hmm. that, like, he hasn't act And he has never said to this friend specifically that this song is for them and like it's just I don't think Harry realized how many people like needed to like needed this song needed to hear the words in this song like I think maybe he partially wrote it for himself in a way of like he felt so much empathy for this person and couldn't really tell them Mm -hmm. so then he made the song to kind of not, like, necessarily help himself out, but, like, I don't know how to, how to say this to you, so I'm gonna put it in a song, which is how I know. And it's it's easier to, like, write it in a song than to, like, actually try to say it to the person. Right. And like he said in the song, it's, he's like, it's none of my business, but it's been on my mind, you yeah. know? Like, he wanted to get it out there because he felt that it was important enough, but he didn't know exactly how to tell them. Right. Or that he was, you know, um, it was his place to, yeah. like, say sure. something. Because I think when you're close to someone and you learn things about them and maybe struggles that they're going through, like, you, you always, like, feel a lot of empathy for that person, but... Sometimes you don't know what's the best approach to help that person out. Like, do you actually want to talk about it or just be there for them? And so I think this song is the perfect way to, like, let that person know that he's thinking about them. But, like, he doesn't want to be too forward about it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And 
in the Zane Lowe um, interview, uh, they do talk about, he does say something along the lines of, you know, with so much, like, suicide happening yeah. around us, you know, you feel obligated to, like, say something because if you don't, then you feel that guilt of, like, not saying right. something and, like, yeah. being there like for that person you know so I feel like this was kind of his way of saying something but not saying something at the same time no I totally get that and I think when I was like first listening through the album because I listened to it the second it came out it was like oh yeah it was 11 p.m central time which is our time and then um I think like a lot of the lyrics kind of because they're open to interpretation but it was hard for me to figure out what some of the songs were about but Matilda was just so open that I knew what it was talking about right away and I got super emotional over it like it takes me a while to connect to a song but immediately this one almost had me crying and I was like like I just I don't know why but I feel like this was the most genuine song that he's ever written like I feel like this is absolutely one of my top favorite Harry songs between even One Direction and just solo Harry like this is ugh it's the song. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I don't think that he could have written it any better. Like, the wording in it just, like, hits hard. I think my favorite part is when he says you don't have to be sorry for doing it on your own, because I feel like that's something that a lot of people can relate to, is, like, feeling guilty, kind of, about growing up and becoming their own person and, like, letting certain things go. Mm-hmm. But I think he's saying, like, if that's best for you and for, like, your growth as a person, then that's okay which I think a lot of people need to hear. And I feel like especially with, like, our situation, you know, we just started college, we started moving out of the house, like, it just, you know, we're growing up. And by just started college, you mean completed a whole year, which is very intimidating to think about. But, like, you know, we're moving out of the house, we're, like, starting to, like, become our own people, being more independent, so yeah. I feel like this just especially hit home with us. Yeah, I think that's why it, I, like, both of us can immediately connect to it, is it's because it's something that, like, we've literally had conversations between the two of us before, mm-hmm. and then he literally just, like, perfectly encompassed those feelings. It's like, it's like he just knew that we needed it's this It's like kind he of read song. our minds, Emma. Oh my goodness. Okay, I gotta move on from Matilda, or I'm gonna start crying. Okay. Can, yeah. So, cinema. Oh, my God. Dude, I love the vibe of this song. (laughs) I don't even, like, I don't even know how to begin just because it's so different. It's so fun. So, what, what do you think cinema means in this context? Well, okay, obviously there's, like, a sensual, like, vibe to it. I don't know exact. Okay. 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 So I've been wondering literally what you just asked, because obviously cinema is very like sensual in that sort of vibe, which he likes to dabble yes, in. Yes, it's very hairy. But like the very literal meaning of cinema, I don't know. See, because I was kind of confused about that too, because I was like, cinema, because like as soon as he released like, you know, the titles of the songs for the album, I was like, cinema, like, okay, cool, it's gonna be, like, a movie theater kind of vibe, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, this is not, this is not, 
not it. <laughs> no. Like, I love it, but it is not what I expected. No. In any way, shape, or form. Like, he's using cinema in a context that just kind of, like, confuses me. Because, like, cinema as in, like, looking at, like, a person and, like, their, like, vibe on the outside, I guess. Right. Kind of thing. Or, like, I don't know. his feelings for someone feel kind of, like... A film, or maybe you're watching something from the outside. Yeah, like I you're, don't know. like you're not a part of it, but like you're on the outside looking in, kind of right. thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's very interesting. I know the word choice. That's another thing that I'd really like to know, but also I kind of like not knowing. Yeah, like, like there's there's like a, a fun, little you know mystery to it yeah yeah mystery um the part where he like starts the whole like you got you got i bring the pop to the cinema that's like my favorite part of the song like i could listen to that over and over and over again i love i love that i love that part i just think it's really cool and very very different that's what i love about his music is that nothing sounds the same especially once you get into the lyrics and really break down the songs Mm -hmm. i feel like that is one of the things that i absolutely love about harry's music is it sounds even though this um album is not like the rock kind of like vibe that we've gotten from his past two albums it's still like very unique to him and you know that it's a Harry song because of like how like different it is Mm -hmm. and it's not just like the same old same old pop song that you hear all the time you know and the songwriting is so unique to him too I feel like because it's so I don't know it's just so good yeah which like to be honest I really did want a rock song like only angel and Kiwi are some of my favorites of his of all time, just because mm-hmm. that's more of the vibe of music I typically listen to. But I don't know. This whole I feel like I feel like we'll still get like another rock album like in the future. Because I, I know so. a bunch of people were hoping for like a soft rock album, and then yeah. as it was came out, and they're like, "Yeah, never mind. <laughs> this album is not gonna be a soft rock album." I mean, the second we saw the album cover, I yeah. think you had a very good idea of what it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love the flow of the songs all together. Like, yeah. I feel like as the album as a whole was just, it's just very well put together yeah. and very thought out. And again, like, with Harry being so intentional with things, there's definitely a reason why he picked the order mm-hmm. of the songs. Which, like, I don't know what that reason is, but I know there is a reason. Because Harry has a reason for everything. Yeah. He... I feel like he overthinks things sometimes. He probably does. But, I mean, he worked on Boyfriends for, like, over two years. He said that they went through so many, like, versions of it, too. Yeah. And I, I'm i so glad that they chose the version that they did. Like, yeah, that's I feel what... like it was perfect. And that, the yeah. fact that they do it, like, acoustically for live is one of my favorite things ever. Oh, yeah. Like, I loved watching it at Coachella. Mm-hmm. And then, Didn't go to Coachella, but, like, watching it on, <laughs> on the live stream. <laughs> and it, it was equally as good when he performed it at the Today Show, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, there were, like, so many people there at that plaza. Like, I think it was a record number, I think, for how many people they've ever had at one of their, like, summer concert things. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole place was silent as he and the band were singing that song. 
which again I didn't go but I watched it on TV and it was great <laughs> we gotta see him live yeah. for this album we oh my goodness okay so on to daydreaming I also love this song <laughs> okay I it's probably the song I've listened to the least not because I like dislike it really yeah uh, I love this song I listen to it all the time this is probably like in one of my like top songs for this album interesting I don't know why like I don't know what it is I, I don't know. Like, I've tri- I really tried to get into it, and, like, I don't dislike it, per se, but it's just not my favorite of all time. I think... Means. I don't know if it's... I think it might be more instrumental for me for this song. Like, I love the vibe and, like, the instruments that he chose, and, like, I don't know, just... Yeah. I love the, like, m- musical part of it. Yeah probably more so than the songwriting yeah i totally for this one because i think there's not a ton of lyrics for the song i think it's meant to focus on those instrumentals because like i don't know how you listen to like albums for the first time but i feel like as i'm paying more attention to the way that i listen to albums for the first time i'm ca- like i am catching myself listening more to like the background and like the mm-hmm. ca- like getting the song as like a vibe yeah first more so than like listening to the lyrics yeah i think i simultaneously listen to the lyrics and also just listen to the vibes of a song because i mean and again with harry like he could have like a really happy sounding song but the lyrics when you really break them down are actually like really sad dude as it was like yeah let's just go back to this i actually wrote this down um i it's so crazy because if you slow down as it was and actually like get into your feels for it, it is actually a really sad song. It is. And I feel like it takes a certain kind of artist to make that happen, to make a song that is that has kind of sadder lyrics and put it to an upbeat kind of melody. Like, yeah. I feel like that is really hard to do, and I feel like Harry executed that very well. For sure. I think he always does that. Yeah, because I've definitely heard songs that I've tried to do that, and it doesn't it doesn't go well. Yeah. A lot of artists can only really do one or the other, but I think he intertwines the two really well. Yes. Okay, so did you want to talk about anything else for Daydreaming? I don't, I just don't really have super strong opinions about it, so I feel like I shouldn't give any opinions about it. Which you can hate me for that all you want. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll just, we'll just move on. (laughs) So, keep driving. Oh, this is, this is my favorite on the album. This is my favorite. This, the song, the lyrics for this. Yes, it's the lyrics. It's so good. And it's definitely a, obviously a driving vibe 100% like I have I recently went on a really long car trip and needed a really long playlist that ended up being over seven hours long oh my gosh but I called it just keep driving (laughs) because I love this song so much it's definitely a good song and I some of the lyrics I'm just like what is going on in Harry's mind like how did he even come up with some of these things you know what I mean like and I don't know why, but I love, like, 
tea with cyborgs and like just act normal like the way that he like sings them like it's just I don't know I don't know what it is it's just a feeling the bridge to this song with all of those things that he's listing off is probably one of my favorite things he has ever written I don't know why but I just immediately fell in love with this song and it is my love for the song has grown every time I listen to it and I think it's with this song if I'm remembering right he like when he goes through like the list you can hear the like audio in one like it almost sounds like it's like echoing but then he gets to the end of like a phrase and it sounds like very like like it stops the echo and it's like clear yeah. I don't I don't know how to explain it no I get what you're saying like it just sounds so good and it was very I feel like that was a very good style like decision yeah I just love how specific his lyrics get yet sometimes you still can't tell what it's talking about like yeah I don't know. I love the second verse where he's talking about maple syrup, coffee, pancakes for two, hash brown egg yolk, you know? Like, those, like, very specific lines I just love so much. Mm -hmm. And he was playing it at One Night Only, and I was watching it on Apple Music, and (laughs) he was singing this song, right? And he's... And everyone was singing along. And he's right. like, how the fuck do you guys already know the lyrics? Like, it just came out today. And yeah. I was like, bro, I bet you they've all been listening to these, like... Non-stop. Non-stop just the entire day. Just repeat the album like, over and over again. Obviously, we'll catch on very quickly. I just thought it was really cute. But he was, like, surprised <laughs> by it. I was like... You should not be surprised at this point, Harry. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about this song. Like, I could talk about it for hours. It's just my favorite on this album. Yeah, it's definitely one of my top favorite songs from this album. Yeah. Um. So, Satellite. I've also... I've heard very mixed reviews about this song, too. Really? I love this song. Like, I, it, I would say that I like this song more than Daylight. Me, too. Yeah. I, I have another friend who um, we both have been listening to the album and discussing it a little bit, and she personally hates this song. Really? Like, she can't listen to it, but I don't get it. I love this song. Why? I don't know, but I did hear this thing um, towards the end of the song, after he says, like, wishing I could be there for you, and then it just kind of breaks into music for a little bit. I saw this TikTok that somebody thought that really sounded like a One Direction song. I can I can see that, I guess. For me, it gives me like similar vibes to their song Clouds from the fourth album. Yeah, it's a very I don't I don't know how to explain it. It feels like a very like running kind of song. Like I can picture him like just singing it as he's like running. I get a very like airy feel from this song. Like it's very, very like, open space clouds. Yes. It's very like floaty. Yes. Floaty's a great word. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I I love this song. I, but, I mean, I love all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I keep saying that. But, I, this is definitely a song that, like, I could just, like, run on the treadmill and just, yeah. like, you know, jam out to it. I feel very free when I listen to this song. Yeah. I just love where, like, the lyrics, I can see you're lonely down there, don't you know that I am right here, like... 
like kind of like in a field type of vibe yeah. like like you're running through a field with like a really <laughs> blue cloudy sky <laughs> yeah um, but see okay all jokes aside that's what i love about his music is like i get a visual in my head for every single song that he has ever released yeah like, like you, you just get an image you just know like what type of environment like it brings you to like yeah. what kind of like it brings you back to i guess for sure i don't know i like satellite I like it. It's, like, definitely not my favorite on the album, but it's in the top half for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely a good vibey song. It really is. And then we go to... We go to Boyfriends. Boyfriends. I, I, I freaking love this song. I say that all the time, but... Yes, you do. This song is so good. I, like... I think it was a very good idea for him to sing this at Coachella because yes. it really got people excited for the album. I think it hit harder because he did the acoustic version at Coachella and then it came out and I was like, oh my god. It actually is acoustic. Like... Well, well yes, but like it has more instrumental right. like, background to it. And you could easily hear it performed either way. Yes. like Which is what I love. The style of this... like. The version that they chose is just... The harmonies. So good. I can't get over the harmonies. And I wonder why... Like, we talked about this earlier, but, like, why did he choose for this specific song to talk backwards at the beginning? Right, yeah. Like, I get it, because it's saying a lyric that comes up in the song, but why? Just why? Like, why this song? I know. I think you know? it's interesting that it's, like, the second to last album on the song, and or song on the album, <laughs> <laughs> but not the last song on the album. Yeah. That it's backwards. That doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know, Harry has his reasons, and I'm gonna let him do that. And I, I really love this song because he, I feel like... This kind of reminds me of, like, during tour when people, you know, have, like, their signs up. And a lot of times, like, he is, there's been clips of him, you know, like, trying to help people with their boy troubles or, like, you right. know, like, like dating advice, whatever, like, while he's on stage. And it just, like, I, I don't know why, but it makes me, like, think of that and be like, yeah, guys are scummy, like, just, like... <laughs> It reminds so me of that specific time where Harry was like, absolutely not. Do not get back together with him. Right. Like, he you know. great dating advice. Ugh, I just feel like this was a very, very Harry song. And I yeah. love it. <laughs> we know you do. Ugh, I could listen to that song all day. Yeah. But, uh... To the very last song, the thirteenth song. Uh, I love that there are thirteen songs for this album. My lucky number is thirteen, yeah, and I you feel never, like it's just made. You never for me. let us forget it. Uh, and Literally. the last song is "Love of My Life." Like I feel like he just knew. <laughs> Literally, like I met you in sixth grade. Like, <laughs> what was that? Seven years ago. Like, one of the first things I learned about you was that your lucky number was 13. Yes. And you've never dropped it since. So it's a huge coincidence that this song is 13 songs long. I just... It was just made for me. Just admit it. It really... Yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) Okay. So, Love of My Life. I... 
this song is just it's so cute i love yeah. it i i didn't know what to expect because like being a fan of queen as well they have their song called love of my life and so that's all i had in my head when i was getting ready to listen to this song mm-hmm. and like i don't know there it's so different from what i thought it was going to be and i just love it so so much and I feel like this was a very good song to kind of close out the album with. Yeah. It just kind of... And it's interesting, too, back to, like, the whole, like, backwards thing. Right. Um, the end of the song, that little, like, instrumental part, is the first thing that we heard for this album. Like, it was his, you know, like... Um, introduction kind of like oh to the album like it was what he used to Mm -hmm. announce it yeah right so i just think that's really interesting like why like that's what makes you kind of think like are we supposed to be listening to this backward because that's the last thing that we heard but it was the first thing that we heard (laughs) if that makes sense i i just think it has such a grandiose feeling to it like, it feels very big and very, it could be a finale, but it could also be an opener. Or it can be a transition song for, like, if, I don't know what his stage setup is going to look like, but he usually has that, artists tend to have that one spot in their um, concert where they, like, run to, like, a different stage, like, in the middle. Yeah. You know, like, maybe that's, like his transition music true you know already predicting things for the new tour yes obviously i'm so excited yeah Ugh. i'm so jealous of the people that have one night only tickets oh my gosh i have um a friend that i met this year through greek life that went to the one night only after like the day it was released and she went to new york (sighs) Oh my gosh. And, oh my gosh, it looked like she was just having the time of her life. And I was li- like, yeah. like, literally, he announced the one night only thing. And, like, the next day, I ran into her and she's like, you're gonna hate me, but I'm going to one night only. And I'm like, I do hate you, but I simultaneously <laughs> love you. You didn't ask me to come with? I know. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh. Damn. How yeah. could you do that to me? There's... <laughs> He never comes anywhere close to where we are. No, we didn't, like... And then he went to Denver, but that was, like, in the middle of the week, and I was like, I probably shouldn't do that. Yeah. So, that concludes the album. I know. Uh, it's so well put together. It is. I don't think I could have asked for anything more for this Harry album. So... Which Harry album is your favorite? Okay. I will, like, I love this album to death. I will say it's not my favorite out of the three. Really? Just because it's not typically the vibe of music I go to. Like, hmm. I, for me, personally, I think I like this album more than Fine Line. Really? Yes. I, okay, I didn't get huge into Fine Line until, like, probably when quarantine started, so the album had been out for, like, four months by then. And so I was debating, like, which one do I like more, Fine Line or Self-Titled? Because I think 
as a whole, I like Fine Line better than his first album, but there's a couple songs on his first album that I'm obsessed with more than any of Fine Line songs, if that makes sense. Really? Yes. If I were to rank them, I would say that Harry's House comes first, then self-titled, and then Fine Line. Interesting. I don't know. I really go back and forth between the first two. I'd probably... Mm, that's really hard. But like you said, there are, like, certain songs on, like, Fine Line that I do like more than... It's just, like, self-titled as a whole. Fine Line as a whole. Harry's House as a whole. As a... Okay. Not, like, picking and choosing certain songs off the album that, like, then make it If we're better. talking just albums as a whole, I would definitely put Fine Line first. And the other two are really hard. <laughs> I don't know. I would maybe put Harry's house second. I don't mm, I don't know. It's a real toss up between the two. It really depends on my mood, honestly. Mhm. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. I don't know. I love Harry's house because it's like, you know, musically speaking, it's like his best work so far and you can tell that he loves it so so much and he's so proud of it. So that makes me love it more. Mm-hmm. But I also just have a soft spot for self-titled. <laughs> So, I don't know. Well, because that was the first Harry album that we got, like, as a solo artist. Right. So, like, I feel like it just kind of, like, meant a lot to us. But, um, so, let's just see, like, what would you say are, like, your top three songs off of Harry's house? Okay. Just, like, right now, what mood you're feeling. Okay, um, okay, just off the top of my head, Keep Driving is my number one. I just, okay. the lyrics just, I, I love the build-up when he's listing off all those things in the bridge. Um, Matilda is in my top three. And then I'm just look, looking at the song titles right now. I would either say Satellite or Late Night Talking. Okay, okay. So, I mean, they're in my top four. You asked for three, I gave you four. <laughs> What, what, what are your top three or four? Um, I think I'm going to stick with Music for a Sushi Restaurant okay. as my top one. I don't know why, but, like, this song just hit for me, like, from the very first time that I listened to it, and it's been my top one since I've listened to the album for yeah. the first time. Um, and then I would definitely say Matilda mm-hmm. is in my top three. And then I would say Late Night Talking and Boyfriends. Okay. Are in, like, my top three, four. So we both have Late Night Talking and Matilda on there. Yes, obviously. You uh, can't, I don't know. I feel like you just can't put them any lower than your top three or four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I think that's all, like, really interesting, because you and I, like, have similar vibes in the music we listen to, but then, like, Mm -hmm. we have two entirely different songs on the album that we love Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily favorites of the others. Okay, let's move on to the Zane Lowe interview. I just had a few things that I wanted to talk about. So the first thing that I want to say is I, I absolutely love interviews that let the artist or celebrity actually talk and say what they want to say without being constantly interrupted or like being pushed into like an unnatural sequence of like questions like just letting it kind of flow and let them like yeah talk about what they want to say you know I think I've discussed this 
with people before of like for example like on the today show they try to put so many segments into their show that it's so rushed and they're constantly telling the person like with whatever they're demonstrating like oh yeah next step or we have to move on and go really fast and the person can't really talk about why they're passionate about what they're showing people yeah whereas in for this interview with Zane Lowe it's like so just like he in the questions he's asking are intentional but he really wants to hear what Harry has to say and it's not just for like how many views on this interview can he get Mm-hmm. And I think another interviewer that does really well with this is Zach Sang. True. Because he just, like, kind of lets the artist talk about whatever. Like, obviously, every interviewer is going to have, like, questions to kind of, like, bounce back on if, like, they get kind of, like, stuck. But, I mean, I... The interviews that are the best are the ones that just kind of flow and actually let the artist speak about what they want because... I mean, you can't just squeeze an interview into 10 minutes. No. When you're talking about a whole body of work. Yeah, a whole You know what album. I mean? With, especially when you put in so many years into every album. Yeah. Which I think is something that Harry's probably touched on before is, like, now when he's doing his solo music, he gets to release things when it's ready. Whereas in the band, you know, it was, like, recording an album while you're touring and you have to put one out every November and then you have to tour for it and you immediately have to write again. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I feel not that One Direction's music isn't incredible. I listen to it on a daily basis, but like now it's really intentional and he gets to tell the exact story that he wants to tell mm-hmm. with this music. And with interviews, obviously with putting a new album out, he has a lot to say. Yeah for it and it just takes him a little bit to kind of articulate what he wants to like how he wants to say things so like trying to get him to like move fast through things like sucks so that's what I really appreciated about this interview yeah it's so relaxing to listen to like personally I love listening to like podcasts or relaxing things and so like I finished listening to this interview just like with the audio going through my airpods while I was like cleaning my room because Mm -hmm. it's just the perfect thing thing to relax to because it's in such a quiet environment and harry's voice voice, is so like relaxing his voice is so attractive to me (laughs) i love it so much and i don't know i could listen to him talk about anything which is another reason why his music is so good because he could sing literally anything and it would sound good i could literally listen to him just like talk all day long like I didn't want the interview to end like I thought it was so good if you guys haven't checked out the Zane Lowe interview with Harry you really should go check that out because he says some really like insightful things and I feel like especially like I already respect him as a person but this interview just like really opens my eyes to like more of like his personality and like what he is thinking about for sure. constantly, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like we don't get that too often, especially when he's just kind of on tour and isn't doing interviews. Like, we don't get that insight to what he's thinking. Right. So it was just really nice to hear him kind of talk about the album and, like, what what he has on his mind. Yeah. I always love hearing what Harry has on his mind. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty much all I wanted to say because we made a few points earlier about things that happened in the interview but yeah I mean I something that stuck out to me that they both kind of touched on was like 
Zane said, don't confuse visibility with success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I just really like about Harry being able to have his solo career is that, you know, you don't have to constantly be putting out music or making these public appearances to be, like, to grow your career and to be considered successful and to be known to the world. Like, I just love that he's creating music that he loves and, like, releasing it when he's ready for it and Mm -hmm. when he thinks is the right time for it. Yeah. And actually, that brings up another thing that I just remembered um, I think it was really interesting how he started talking about Billy Eilish. Yes. And how he kind of like it kind of opened his eyes to like see like her career kind of take off and her just kind of and him just kind of realizing, you know, he's not nineteen anymore yeah. and he's like, you know, as he gets older, he's not doing all of the things that like she's doing anymore and his music's gonna like sound different than hers is and they're kind of like in different places in their career yeah. you I know mean, like imagine if you listen to like take me home and compared <laughs> it to harry's house i know like it's uh, it's so crazy a lot of growth in one artist but i just love that he mentioned billy because i love her to i love too. her so and much the fact that and he's like god it's so weird that i'm like talking about this because i haven't even told her this yeah and i'm like I oh my gosh part. i yeah i loved that that he mentioned her i'm going to need like a little billy harry phineas like oh mashup please gosh. like phineas has if you don't know who phineas is it's billy's brother um he has said on tiktok that he's willing to like you know songwrite with Harry and I'm like okay can we please make this happen because I would love that Billy and Phineas's songwriting is so good and Harry's songwriting is so good and imagine if you collaborated them holy crap it would it would break the internet it would like two of the biggest artists in the entire world right now coming together and making a song with Phineas producing it oh my gosh so good just imagine but yeah, I loved that part because I was like, it's so weird like seeing like two different like artists from like different places in their career like kind of like mashing and it's together. It's funny because they both got big very early on, mm-hmm. and now it's interesting to see Harry at this point in his career, you know, ten plus years in it, mm-hmm. and then Billy's like already this big and she's just beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really interesting. So yeah, that was pretty much all I wanted to talk about from the Zane Lowe interview. Um, So then, I don't know if you know, uh, there's this other influencer named Brittany Broski, and she recently just got, um, she was contacted by HSHQ. Mm Just, like, randomly. Yeah. And she actually got to meet Harry at One Night Only in New York. I love this video so much. Uh, It was was a heart jerker for sure. Like, she literally would would be me if I ever met Harry. Yeah. It was so sweet. She... Like, she ran away, which is so something (laughs) I would do. She opened the door and saw Harry and immediately turned away, turned away and ran. Oh yeah. my gosh. Ugh. And then she 
had to like cover her face to even walk in the room because she just like couldn't believe it and Harry is so sweet he just like waited and like kind of like looked at her and he was like yeah that's why I think I think from the very beginning of like the One Direction days he's really really appreciated and connected to the fans and he realizes like how much of an impact his music has had on them and then you know vice versa Mm-hmm. And so I think he just loves his fans so much, and he's so patient with everybody, and I just love him so much for it. Like, it's almost impossible for me to picture how much, like, we mean to him because of how much he means to us. Yeah. You know, like, he couldn't, like, it couldn't, po- we couldn't possibly mean as much to him as, like, he means to us. You know I what know, I mean? I know. Like, it's so weird to think about. I know. Like, I mean, it's true when people say, like, he literally has, like, changed and saved people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Absolutely. But then he'll turn right around and be like, you guys have literally saved mine. And I've heard so many artists say that. And it's just, like, it's crazy, like, the reciprocation. Yeah. And I think that's what makes a really successful artist is when they have that impact on their fan base. Therefore, their fan base is going to have that impact on when them. When they genuinely care about the people that are, like, listening to them, you know? Right. Like, yeah. <sighs> like, I think there's definitely artists that take it for granted or don't really work to keep that fan connection, whereas Harry's just always... You can tell that he loves his fans so much. I love Harry. Yeah. I think we <laughs> both do. <laughs> That's a great way to sum up this podcast. All is I right. Love Harry. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, go check out Harry's house. For go sure. watch the Zane Lowe interview with Harry. You won't regret it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks Ella. for having me. That was so much fun. Um, so I guess we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.